Force O'Neill, thanks for listening to my dad and his boyhood friend, Mr. Ron. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Uh, welcome to episode 336 now of the Ron and Don Show. And yeah, I'm sitting on a tire right here in the Les Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Ron, hand me some tire chains. Anyway, uh, hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, uh, we're going to talk about something that I, that I wrote last week, and it was about doing a fall cleanup at my son's school. And I want to tell you what happened, not only the cleanup, but what I learned from my son, who's an 11-year-old, and from a lot of 11-year-olds like him. So I'll share that with you. And uh, we shot that out in the Nation News, too. If you want to get signed up for the Nation News, do this. Yeah, go to ronandonsitdown.com. We, we've revamped the website, trying to get everything under one umbrella. So really, you can go to ronandon.com, and it takes everything there. You can sign up for the Nation News, uh, figure out the podcast, send it to uh, an old listener that maybe doesn't know we still do this. And uh, that would be much appreciated. Yeah. Also, we're into about 23andMe taking your information and selling that. But they say they're selling it for a good reason. Are you okay and comfortable with that? I'm having some DNA work done right now, and I'll tell you what my thoughts are. Are you human? Yeah. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. I woke up this morning. Uh, I was just sick to death. I have a, a job site uh, that's over here in Queen Anne and Magnolia. And uh, I've shared with you that a lot of the work that I do on these jobs is really the destruction part. I'm really good at destroying things and whacking things. But when it comes to doing actual carpentry, uh, then we have uh, some contractors that we love. And one of the contractors that I love and my partners love, his name is Dave. And Dave reached out this morning. And for the fifth time in his career, someone had broken into our job site and they stole all his tools. All his tools. And this guy, and if and if you you probably know people like this, he's old school. Uh, he's my age, so he's older. And he, uh, I think he's, I'm 54. I think he's maybe 52. Uh, but his tools to him are his paintbrushes. And in fact, he's an artist. Uh, if you look at some of his stuff on Instagram, it's really amazing. Yeah, I've he's, bought multiple paintings. He's a great, me. great artist. He's a great, great friend. He has helped me a lot in 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 the construction not only of homes that I'm working on or invested in. You know, my favorite thing about Dave is if you've ever had anyone work on anything in your life, he cares and he fixes the stuff that nobody sees correctly. Yeah. So, That's you right. know what I mean? Like you, the, 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 uh, the backside of the board is sanded Yeah. that, you, that you're not going to see. Like that's the kind of guy he is. And, yes. and he just, he cares about getting it right. Yeah. I remember we getting ready to close up a wall and I had been backing out some walls and there's a lot of debris in the walls, and I hadn't gotten all the debris out. And he came over with a vacuum cleaner, and he kind of revacked what I vacked. And I said, what, what does it matter that there's some sawdust in the walls? We're going to cover these up anyway. And he looked at me seriously. He said, you know what? He said, someone's going to open up these walls maybe 120 years from now, and I want to make sure that my work reflects excellence 120 years from now. Yeah. That's pretty badass right there. Anyway, that's the kind of human he is. He reached out to me, and I was just so brokenhearted. I had been to the job site yesterday, 
I had walked the job site just thinking about security because I've been hearing about all these break-ins that are happening. We had someone murder someone over stolen tools. We have catalytic converters over 2,000 instances that we know of in the city where they are being sawed off uh, and people are stealing those. And, and it seems like crime now is going to specific pockets of the city where they know the police are not. Uh, in fact, I know that there's no cops on patrol in my neighborhood in the evening. And if we, in for instance, we just had tens of thousands of dollars of tools stolen. We're not going to call that in because we know it's just a waste of our time. We want to spend our time resecuring our job site, which we're doing, uh, versus waiting for the cops to come for four hours. Then they don't come. Then they tell you to jump online. And then just knowing my friends that are at the police department right now, even if it used to be if you have video, they could solve the crime. There's just so much of it now. There's so much video for them to wait. And they just, we defunded the police. Cops quit. We don't have them. You see cruisers driving by that say Seattle uh, police jobs. Nobody wants those jobs right now and tell you why. Any, anyway, yesterday on my way to the job site before we were robbed, I was, I was driving under an overpass where people have been living for years. And the city of Seattle finally got this cleaned out. When they got it cleaned out, and we knew a lot of people that were living down this community, it was like 60 men. When, when I would get up in the middle of the night to go teach spin classes, I would see these guys. I'd see the exact same guys that were down at this campsite. See them every day, multiple times a day. You can't miss them when you're driving down the hill. I would see them at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning walking through the neighborhood. They have backpacks on, uh, and they usually have little beanies and sweatshirts. And they're just checking doors. They are checking doors in cars. Uh, they know that there's a certain percentage of people every night that think, have you ever done that where you hit the lock and you think you locked it and then you come out and you didn't lock it? They're looking for those cars. Well, they've gotten more brazen. They've started breaking into houses, breaking into sheds, breaking into homes. It's become much more brazen. So, so I've wanted to go to these trailers because when they cleared all these tents out, all these trailers moved in. So there's all these trailers now, and these guys have signs up that say, uh, uh, be careful, slow down, there's kids in this area. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You, you, you've moved into our neighborhood, and you're putting, and they don't, these guys don't have any kids, and they have signs up. So, so I was, when I was driving to the job site yesterday, I saw the city of Seattle there, and I was like, whew, they're finally going to move these guys. They're finally going to finally rehome them. Uh, take them to another pay, place in space. And I'm one of those. I do not want this in my backyard. I am a NIMBY, whatever. You, I don't want this in my backyard. But you know what? I don't want it in your backyard either. I don't want it in any of our backyards. Uh, and I have some other ideas about that. So anyway, I stopped. And I was about to get out of my car and, and go talk to the city official. And then a, a truck pulls up. And it's a pumper truck. And the city official was there to help pump these trailers, to help pump all the sewage out of the trailers. And then the city official was going to go on their way. I jumped out. I tried talking to the city official. I just said, hey, uh, from the Ron and Don show, I'm my own reporter. I just wanted to ask you. And they would not talk to me. And then I talked to the gentleman that was driving the pump truck. And he said, this is what he does. He goes down to all, all these broken down trailers it's your tax dollar to my tax dollar. We're paying for this. And and he's just he's out pumping all these trailers because otherwise the sewage just it falls on the ground. So do you so, do you so think I so- thought they were coming by to remove the trailers, 
They're not coming by to remove the trailers. They're just coming to by to remove the sewage. And that's a real catch-22, isn't it? Because I don't want that sewage out on the ground. And at the same time, I don't want those trailers there. I don't want that in my backyard. I don't want it in your backyard. I'm tired of the crime. I'm tired of day. And this is in the same neighborhood where all of day's tools got stolen. I'm sick and tired of it. And not only did we get our tools stolen this year, last year they sold Bubba our dump truck. And, and we ended up finding that down in Tukwila. So there are people driving around the city right now or walking around the city right now. And I don't know. I don't, I don't think taking twenty or $30,000 of tools or taking a dump truck, I don't see that as, as, as petty crime anymore. And, 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 and something needs to be done. And yes, I'm a guy that's saying not in my backyard. So if, you want to, if people on the left want to label me as that, then go ahead and label me. I'll take the label. Do you think that the homelessness is connected to the break-in and the tools? Thieves? It absolutely is. Because if, 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 if you live down in these trees, and you'll see all these guys are not working. Most people are driven by heroin. To get heroin, you need $30 uh, a hit. And typically, if, if, if you have an addiction, you need it three to four times in a 24-hour period. So where are you going to get that? You're going to get that. Uh, and there's a big stealing tools trade where you can turn around and you can turn that into cash and turn that into heroin pretty quick. And in fact, I've heard that there's drug deals down there where you can, you can trade your heroin for tools. That's exactly what's happened in the city. That's why Elena Gonzalez did not become our mayor because she said the city is not scary right now. People like me are, are overreacting. Well, I tell you what, I don't think it's an overreaction when you drive to a job site this morning and there's a guy getting ready to go to work and for the fifth time, every single tool that he owns has been stolen once again. We will see you on that Saturday. Hey, you guys, Ron and Don here. Just to remind you that the seasons are changing. That's right. We're heading into fall, winter. Here comes the snow. Here comes lots of water. And here comes lots of family road trips as we're getting ready to go to grandma's house. Don't forget with Les Schwab, and I've done this with my rig, as the seasons change, well, that means the road conditions, they change too. And so Les Schwab, they're introducing the new backcountry AT. Two, for the quieter ride, improved improved performance, and this truck, my truck, with these tires on it, it's amazing in a lot of the wet conditions, and I've been road testing these for the last six months. You're going to love them, you guys. Yeah, the right tires help you feel prepared for anything, and you can save up to $130 when you buy quad track tires with Les Schwab Tire Financing. The Backcountry AT2 is the newest tire in the Les Schwab lineup of heavy-duty all-terrain tires. Go into the store nearest you. Tell them Ron and Don sent you. The Backcountry AT2 will help make your driving adventures even more enjoyable. That's Les Schwab. Doing the right thing matters. You can just tell that they uh, that they're just real genuine guys and, and care about uh, who they work with and just feel like we you know we got we got some some more friends now. It truly is one of life's biggest transactions. If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy. Hi, I'm John Greenland. I'm Lauren Greenland. Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. And we sat down with, with Ron and Don. Mm-hmm. They were more prepared. They paid way more attention to detail, um, and then they just came in with a with a lot more knowledge, and were able to set those expectations up a lot better. 
than um, some of the previous uh, realtors that we worked with. So, I mean, I was I was extremely pleased with uh, the the entire the, the sit down, the, the experience, and and the results. Of course, there was a friendship that developed, and a and a, and a trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say a trust, and then you know. We, yeah. have, we love them. It's been a hell of a lot of fun for one thing. I see them as, as friends now. I feel like they've made me feel part of this community. And knowing that, you know, Dawn's just down the street is, is comforting. <laughs> we totally consider Ron and Dawn friends of ours now. And we do miss working with them. It was intense there for a little bit. But it's an experience that we'll always remember and have and... Um, and now lifelong friends. It's the Ron and Don Nation. That's right. <laughs> Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule your time with the guys at ronanddonsitdown.com. Hey, everybody, it's the Ron and Don Show. Ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, uh, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show, 23andMe. It's a place you could uh, go send your DNA and then uh, find out more about who you are and where you come from. And a lot of times you'll hear the family story that, hey, you're, you're from Germany, and then you find out, I don't have any German in me, right? What about you? You're adopted. Have you done Have you done TNA, uh, DNA testing? And the reason this story is out there, they're saying, well, 23andMe – uh, gathered all this information to help you figure out who you are and where you're from and who your people are. Uh, but now they're saying that some of this information has been used and 23andMe is saying, yeah, but we're using it properly. Uh, we're trying to cure cancer here. So what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of wrinkles to this story. I have done a DNA test before oh, you did. Uh, to see my DNA background and it was interesting. And then I also uh, put a signed up for the additional thing of like putting my information into a database to find relatives and so that that is uh, something that I just find interesting. So I did that. I, I I try to be open-minded to the critics on this. So one of the things that critics have said is that this could be used, A, that you may not have given your expressed permission to aggregate your DNA uh, without your consent and then to profit off of that. I think... That's fair, but I think most people, if it was presented clearly, would say, hey, if my DNA, my single one-person DNA, if you can throw that into a database with 10 million people and find a cure for cancer or a specific type of cancer, I don't have a problem with that. I think that, that most people would say, I'm okay with that if it's anonymized. Like you're not saying that this is Don's DNA. You're just aggregating all the DNA. You're finding patterns and you go, oh, let's do a therapy for that piece of genetic material. That one I think is, is a valid critique, but I think most people would opt into that. I would opt into that to say whatever, whatever DNA I'm carrying around, if, if future generations can learn from, from this or get a cure for something, I'm okay with that. The second one, which is a little more slippery to me is they say, what about criminal arrests using these DNA markers? And the case they point to is the California killer, uh, the Golden State killer, excuse me. He was identified through an open source DNA thing, not him particularly, but a, a relative. And so the re- they ran the DNA, a relative came up as a partial match, 
they went to the family tree and this guy was the only guy it could be. And so then they subsequently confirmed that, arrested him, and solved one of the biggest cold cases uh, in American history. So the critics say, yeah, it worked great that time, but what happens when the people in power start targeting minorities or disenfranchised people or using DNA without their consent to try and link them to crimes? Uh, or try to mar- take marginalized people. And we've seen, like, the statistics don't lie. Like, there are more African-Americans on death row than any other ethnic group. And it's like, what if we're, what is that a slippery slope to say, I'm going to take this DNA database that you did not opt into, run a piece of evidence through there that may or may not be valid, you know, just in the abstract. This is what the critic is saying. And then I get a partial hit on somebody and lo and behold, a black man or a brown man is now guilty of murder. I sent him to death row. Is that fair usage of this technology? And 23andMe is one of those things where it can end up not necessarily by 23andMe, but it could end up in this other database. Once you get your test back, that could be used for that purpose. I'm being convinced that maybe they have a point there. Just with the way je- criminal justice is applied in America, they have a point where I'm not trying to protect the criminal, but that that methodology does seem like a slippery slope in some ways. Do you think I'm wrong there? Um, I think what this teaches you, and this happens sometimes when you, when you when you update things on your computer, and then PayPal will say, "Hey, before you and and, and you just found one pair of shoes that's left." You found them on the net, you know, a wedding coming up. You really want these Sperry topsiders from 1985 because they're back with the tassels. You found it and it's just blinking at you. One pair left and you go to PayPal it and then PayPal's, well, you got an update before you can use PayPal. And so they, they throw all this information at you. You don't read it. You check the box that you did. And then, uh, and then you buy your, your Sperry topsiders. I think what this is teaching us when it comes to specific in- information about ourselves like, like I went out the other day and I looked at all the cookies that were embedded on my computer or I looked at all the freedoms that I give Facebook and you really have to dig. Uh, and I'm not the greatest, I don't have the greatest computer mind in the world, but I started looking at some of these things and saying, wow, I need to be a lot more careful about the information that I'm giving away by checking things that saying I've read these things and I, and, and I, and I truly haven't read these things. And I, and I think in a lot of these updated apps, for instance, most people are not. So, so I think we need to be a little more stingy uh, with the information that we have about ourselves. So, yeah. And I, I agree with you. And yet it's fun. There's a, there's a, an, a, an adrenaline hit when you go out and you go, I wonder if I have any half brothers or first cousins floating around that I don't know about. And you put your DNA into this database. And if a, if a ping comes back, that's kind of thrilling. And so you say, okay, well, I'm giving up a little privacy, but isn't this cool? I met a first cousin that I didn't know about. Mm. How That's amazing. Um, or if 10 years from now they say, hey, we using DNA aggregation, we have a cure for colon cancer. I would be pretty thrilled with that. I would feel like me giving up a little bit of my privacy 
if that contributed to a, a therapy, and even if 23andMe profits from that and I never see a dime, I, I, I feel like maybe I've done good in the world. Yeah. All right, you guys, uh, coming up, I uh, just wrote something for the Ron and Don Nation News, and I want to share it with you next. Hey, it's Ron here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.Loans, the official mortgage guy of the Ron and Don Nation. And Mitch, I want to ask you this because I'm sure you get it every day just like we do. People want a crystal ball for the Puget Sound area real estate market. What's going to happen in 2022? When is the right time that I should buy? When is the right time I should sell? All of these questions, I I get why people want to ask them, but from the finance mortgage side, how do you approach that? How do you think about that? Uh, because some of these things are unknowable, but people still want to know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um, I do sound a little biased, but I trust me, I'm not. Um, the right time to buy is now. Rates are predicted to go up just steadily for the next year or two. They've been pressing them down somewhat artificially, somewhat just due to the economy. But rates are down and they are not going to stay that way, which means money's cheap. But unfortunately, in this King County area, there's a lot of people getting paid a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So waiting might not be the call. As you wait longer and longer, there's all this tech money coming in. And even if rates go up, there's still going to be able to be be people who are able to buy million dollar, two million dollar homes. And there are a lot of them. I work with a lot of couples who both make 150K plus a year, right? And that buys you a lot of house and it will continue to buy a lot of house. So buying now before there's too many of those people is huge. You don't want it to turn into the next San Francisco and have missed out on buying your first home. So in the mortgage community, people are forecasting some rises coming in 2022. What does that mean for the sellers where they're saying, I want to put my house on the market right now and then buy something else? Uh, Again, we can't time the market, but what we can do is say, here's what we're seeing, right? Yeah, what we're seeing is selling's really easy buying's hard okay and unfortunately that that may not change it may change um but in the in the short term sell, it's a seller's market and gotcha. it has continued to be a seller's market all right he's mitch weeks he's the official mortgage guy of the ronadon nation you can get him at mitch.loans that i almost said mitch.weeks mitch.loans is his website mitch.loans tell him you're with Ron and Don, and you save half a percent on that new loan mitch we appreciate it uh, the case study today yeah switch to mitch Hi, everyone. My name is Therese, and I am a new team member with Ron and Don. When you are ready to buy a new home, I am a buyer specialist. Just reach out, and we will send a buyer's playbook that the guys wrote just for you. Go to ronanddonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to episode 336. We just uh, relaunched the website, right? We did. You can go to ronanddon.com, ronanddonsitdown.com, and they they sort of are configured a little different. I'd love to get your feedback because we're trying to take all of our entities, if you will, and put them into one cyberspace to just make it easier. So it's like you can find stuff on the podcast. You can find stuff like the Nation News to sign up. You can look at listings we've done and run it on brokers. You can say, hopefully remind you, oh yeah, my my brother's uh, needs a real estate agent or my mom is going to sell her house and move down somewhere else. And let me give a, a shout out to Ron and Don. Yeah. And if you want to sign up for the Nation News, that's our newsletter. It goes out one time a week. We're not going to dive bomb you with our real estate business. Uh, Ron writes something. Uh, twice a month, I write something twice a month, and we just kind of send that out, and then uh, you can comment on that if you want to. So uh, this is something that I that I wrote this week, uh, and I write a lot about our dog and my son just because that's 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 the realm of where I live right now. So anyway, uh, this is what I wrote for the Nation News this week. So it's called uh, the Gardens, the Guardians of McClure 
uh, Middle School. So it says, hey, you guys, uh, good morning, Ron and Don Nation. I don't know about you, but through the course of the pandemic, I have looked for ways to stay engaged with the community, uh, whether it was delivering masks in the early days of the pandemic or just trying to talk through some of the difficult times that all of us have felt and faced uh, by just having conversations on our podcast about mental health. Uh, I've also tried to keep this event from becoming trauma for my son and the other people around me that I care about. Uh, Rough times teach us a lot of things, but trauma becomes drama uh, later on in life. At least I know it did for me when I look back at my boyhood. So anyway, we're trying to... uh, trying to pay attention to that. Anyway, this is why I recently, I got so mad at myself, you guys, uh, when I did some pretty ignorant and uh, dumb things. Well, I didn't do them. I just kind of thought them. Uh, Since our kids now have gone back to school, I've enjoyed once again driving my 11-year-old to school uh, because it gives us time to talk about important things. Like he asked me the other day, Daddy, which superpower would you like most of all if you were to be one of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Do you watch uh, that movie, Guardians of the Galaxy? I do not. Uh, We love that movie, and we like Chris Pratt in that movie, and we also like, if you listen, if I I would encourage you, listen to just a playlist online, like on Apple, the Guardians of the Galaxy. You'll love every single song, and it's kind of a 80s, Kind of a 70s, 80s, 90s, 90s playlist. It's a fresh mix. Yeah, so check it out. Anyway, so we talk about Guardians of the Galaxy a lot. We watch it all the time. Also, he asked me the other day, uh, Daddy, where'd I come from? Yeah, we had that talk. Oh, boy. And then also, Daddy, you do such a good job of cleaning up job sites. Uh, when do you think we're going to clean up my school? <laughs> I'm like, oh, snap. Uh, when are we going to clean up your school? In fact, uh, I'm sitting there. I'm scratching my head and I'm like, hmm, I don't think, uh, I don't, I didn't think about cleaning up your school. So in fact, I oftentimes I pull up to the curb and I look around and I do the whole thing about my tax dollars. Why does this school look this way? This really ticks me off. When you look at co-elementary school, where my son went to elementary school, that school is beautiful. It's been remodeled. They're remodeling it again right now. And then McClure, which is right down the street, is it's a garbage dump. And, if, and in fact, when you look at the sign, the signage out front for McClure Middle, Middle School, you see the Mick and then, and then nothing else. So grown over, old broken down benches in the quad, and it just looks atrocious. And I put some pictures up in the nation news. Anyway, I got so uh, disgusted with myself and going down this mental rabbit hole and then going back to my house and thinking about all the money that I paid taxes. And then my son says, hey, when are we going to clean this thing up? So you know what I did is I said, take a moment. Maybe we should go clean this school up. I went back and I looked at McClure online. I found some pictures of it in 1962, 63, and 64 when they built it. It was a beautiful middle school. Uh, It's not today. So anyway, I said, you know what? I'm going to reach out to the principal, which is what I did. And I sent a letter and I said, and this is the word. I said, hey, the school looks a little hammered. I'm going to reach out to my friend Colby, who's one of the dads here. We did a lot of uh, volunteering at Co, but a lot of times in elementary school, they don't need you. And, and so we asked the principal for permission. And they said, we're going to give you permission, but nobody's going to come. When we tried to do these things before, a lot of times people permission are just... Permission to do what? What's that? Permission to do what? To just clean up the school. Okay. And, and they've tried to do 
school cleanup days and all that, and 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 people don't come. So I said, can I write something? And would you send that out and maybe uh, an email to the rest of the adults? Which is, she said, yeah, we'll do that. So anyway, I thought let's even get twenty people signed up, maybe eight or nine people sign up, and we'll do the school cleanup. This is last weekend, and it's pretty amazing. In fact, let me give you some of the stats because because we sent this out. We had over 20 people sign up, and here's, we called it the Marvelous McClure uh, Maverick Middle School Fall Cleanup. Spectacular. What do you think? Well, you really lost alliteration halfway <laughs> down the, the I road I can't there. even say McClure. McClure. That's Handler-Glure to me. <laughs> McClure. <laughs> Get this, you guys. We had 61 volunteers show up, including kids. Uh, we hauled away 9,000 pounds of garbage, leaves, trees, and debris. Uh, the crew pressure washed the quad for seven hours straight. Uh, we raked leaves, we ran saws, we pruned bushes. We hauled away part of a tree that blew down in the storm. We filled over 125 contractor bags, contractor bags. We paid all the dump fees, the supplies. This is all donated by the parents. And, and if I paid someone to do this kind of cleanup, it would easily cost $5,000 in our real estate business. And all the parents came out and we just dug in our pockets uh, and they did it for free, which was really, really cool. At least so, the weather was nice. Yeah. It's one of the worst days. And I'm like, we can't cancel. Rain or shine, we're going to get out there. So anyway, I put some pictures up in the Nation News. I'm really proud of everyone that showed up. And, uh, and, 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 and so I ended the article this way. I said, there's an old adage uh, in the ancient scripture that says that the children will lead us. I may not be a guardian of the galaxy, but I do have a few tools lying around. And on that day, all 61 of us, we became guardians of McClure Middle, Middle School. And as we look forward, uh, we're going to be back on patrol, we think, next spring. And we're hoping to go back and paint some things and rebuild these uh, uh, benches and do some plantings and things like can, that. Can I ask you to respond to one? We got some comments on uh, rondonsitdown.com. And most of them were positive, but there was one that said, hey, great that you did that, but shouldn't your taxes pay for that? It's a public school. Like, shouldn't there be a maintenance crew yeah. that gets paid to, to maintain these properties? You know, and there normally is. It's just you, you see the shortage. In, in fact, this week, uh, and we recorded this, this show a couple days ago, you have vet, Veterans Day was on Thursday. And then on Friday, a lot of teachers just took that Friday off because they wanted to have the four-day weekend. And Seattle Public Schools had to cancel classes because they don't have enough substitute teachers to come in. Same here. This school would usually have three different people that would come by and work on this school. This school is three acres, and then next to it is another six because they have an aquatic center there that's run down. They got a big park there, Big Howe Park. It's kind of, everything is run down. Uh, they have half a person right now to come do all that. Just a, a half a person. So, in a perfect world, yes, there would be a crew, but right now there isn't. Yeah, there's no crew, and 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 in fact, the principal who was on leave sent me this today. She said, "Hey, good morning, Don. Just returning from my leave to find this wonderful uh, email in my inbox and witness how." beautiful our grounds look uh, and i can see this firsthand from my office window thank you so much for leading this above and beyond volunteer crusade for our school i'm so grateful and uh, the turnout was bigger than anything i've ever seen in my nine years at McClure middle middle school uh thank you again and that's from jenny who uh is is the principal there so i would just ask you this question 
What are you the guardian of? What are you the garden guardian of? Not what, what are you of? the garden of? McClure. McClure. What are you the garden McClure? <laughs> You turned into the Swedish chef. I was trying to be so cool and inspiring at the end. You turned and into I, the Swedish I, chef. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time. What are you the gardens uh, guardians of, right? Man, yeah. you, you landed at that time. Gosh. That would have been so cool if I would have done that thing. What are you the gardens of? What's your superpower? Guardian. We'll see you next time. The Ron and Don Show. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only! 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network.